Check, check, check. There we go. All right. Hey, welcome to the Gut Check Podcast. We are here at the uh, capital, capital city, capital area, capital something, capital, capital area airport, which is essentially two driveways and a pole barn. <laughs> and we were preparing. I'm here with the one and only Alexander Alex. Alex in quotes. Call the in quotes police. Uh, and Alex is. Uh, coming with me to the Doc and Devo conference with Joe Thorne, Jimmy Fowler. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Who's the other speaker? Uh, Douglas Logan. Douglas. Doug Logan, yes, yes. Dougie. But I wanted to point out to you a minute, and we're going to be, we're going to be kind of documenting this whole thing into a little bit of a bonus app here. Uh, I, I wanted to point out that the, the gentleman there who's talking on the phone looking out at the runway, you see that guy? Yeah, I do. That guy looks like... You know how you see like a police sketch of somebody and then you see the guy and you're like, it's just, just off a little bit. Mm-hmm. That guy looks like a police sketch of Frank Turk. <laughs> Tell me that's not true. Like, did you see, like, wait till he turns. I mean, he's a, han- he's a handsome guy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, knocking him or Turkish, but, but he looks an awful lot like, uh, just enough like him. Where like, if I saw a picture of him and it was like CGI, you know, this is the assailant. And then I saw Turk, I'd be like, oh, he did it. Yeah, and I, he, I mean, it. let's be straight. Frank, <laughs> Frank Turk did do it. Probably so, did. it's, and, and I'm and I'm going to cover for him because we're boys. But, but that's the and then the other thing I want to ask you while we're mm. still here and we haven't okay. got on the plane. That's cool. uh, when we get to O'Hare, we are hooking up with uh, Johnny, Shackles. Johnny Shackles. I want to know what your your impressions are of Johnny Shackles. What your expectations are. What's going to disappoint you, and maybe what's going to um, you know meet those expectations or, or he will surpass your expectations mm-hmm. but I just like to get those down you know firmly on on the record before you guys meet well I creeped around his Facebook profile nice, nice. <laughs> before we were friends on Facebook uh, and uh, every single profile pic the man looks like an absolute beast yes, he yes. looks like a mountain of a man yes. and I'm seeing the CrossFit t-shirts and I'm sawing, I'm just oh I'm impressed so I'm expecting we get there and he's Maybe maybe shirtless, maybe in just in just nice tanned leather, very very Conan the Barbarian. Style. Let me tell you something about. I, I don't think you're going to see him shirtless. He he's always careful about his shirts. Oh, he has a okay. Johnny Shex has a tall torso. I, yeah. So he has to get extra long shirts that will that will cover the entirety of the height of his torso. Um, and he's a little bit worried about shirts not doing that. So I don't think we're going to see him walking in shirtless. But he may be pulling the plane. Like via some kind of toe strap, just him as a CrossFit. As a CrossFit, <laughs> he may be throwing the plane as a CrossFit thing too <laughs> to take us off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like those things on the aircraft carriers that kind of rubber band you. He might just yeah. be like pushing, like shoving be him. them. That's yeah. be him. So you're not going to be disappointed. That is exactly what he's like. So you're saying there's there's no way I'm going to see this man shirtless, even though we're all staying in the same hotel room not for three days. Up on the if you're on the like the settee there, I don't know. I don't know. I've been in I've been in the Dead Sea with him, so I have. Oh, okay. And it's yeah, glorious. It's as glorious as I, you would expect. I, 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 if I were him, I'd be purposely getting like extra short shirts, extra short shirts, just to right. you know tantalize mesh, and titillate. Mesh. <laughs> now, I got to remember that Johnny Shex is going to hear this, and that uh, if he wanted to, he could probably pull my limbs off without you know breaking a sweat. But I'm. But I don't mean anything critical. I mean that you're correct. He's a beast of a man. He's a mountain of a man. Yeah. He's 
he's basically the uh, funniest, quickest dude I've, I've met in a long time. Mm. His, his humor. And uh, he loves Jesus like crazy. He's mm. the perfect guy for us to hook up with and go to the Doc and Devo conference. Um, and if he doesn't live up to that, he's dead to me. So Yeah, me too. I just met yeah. him, but I haven't met him yet. But. And now, brought to you by Missionalware, your source for Reformed theology, apparel, gifts, and more. www.missionalware.com Coming to you live, and by that we mean not live, from the Windy City and her outlying adorable suburbs, it's the Gut Check Podcast with Zach Bartles, Johnny Shekels, and Alex Police. Alright, so we're looking for Jay, and I'm going to record the hug of uh, Reunion, the Reunion hug. I'm going to record it for all to hear. It's probably going to be a little awkward, but it's fine. Concourse B. What's funny is even though everyone goes through security, once you're inside, I would look with disdain at the people who are going through now. Like what a the unwashed masses. <laughs> what a bunch of plebeians. <laughs> this way, B17. Really, if you think about it, what would you do if you were in a airport and there wasn't a full-size dinosaur skeleton. I wouldn't trust any plane that took off from that <laughs> airport. Good grief. I, I wouldn't have had this idea of us like walking out to the gate if I would have known it was literally three quarters of a mile away. Oh well, I didn't like standing stationary there. It was making me, like everyone walking by us, eyeballing us, like why are you just standing in this high traffic area? Even the kid in the black hat and the black trench coat and the black pants the black shoes I bought. <laughs> Dude, one time we were waiting to get on a plane right, in Lansing, in the Lansing airport. We were going to Washington, D.C. So it's 2005. We just moved here. So it's, you know, 9-11 is a little bit of a, you know, still in people's minds. There's a guy, a weird guy with a long beard and like a tattered, like, military coat practicing, like, like some kind of Krav Maga moves in slow motion, like, like Tai Chi... Like it was, but like very very intentionally wanting to be seen doing this and we were looking at each other like I don't want to be locked in a plane with this guy for the next whatever seven hours yeah now just so you know Jay's going to have like the captain's garb on he flies with it on just because he likes the special treatment and he likes the way that people want his autograph Just, you know what, close your eyes and wait until you smell the musk of King David because that'll be Johnny Shekels. Dude, there is, there is actually a small chance that he already got off because the captain's just getting off and that he walked by us going the other way and we didn't notice him. See that huge mob? Yeah. 
Like there was no way we were looking at everyone. I was mostly looking at signs. And he was probably mostly looking at, oh there he is, there's my boy. Johnny Shex. I'm gonna get full backpacked up for this, for this big hug. This is gonna be a big one. Boom. There you guys are. How's it going? Man. What's up, man? I'm stoked. There you guys are. So, 8 or 15 is yeah. the ones. Alright, let me talk. Check out this. I'm none in full habit. Isn't that crazy to see? You guys have any ideas? Sure. Wait, do, do you have like a thing for no, nuns? No. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> just, the, way you, the way you said sister was weird to me. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I'll just go ahead and say I do. How about that? Weird. It was weird to see. You know what I think is lame? They can't even be bothered to take a Sharpie and write, like, Johnson on, like, a piece of paper anymore. It's always got to be an iPad. That's less special right, to me. Right, right, I think they think it's more special. It's less special it's to less. me. It's less. I agree. Totally agree. Yeah, draw a little picture with my name around it or something. Shekels, I got to tell you something, man. I'm a little disappointed at how I didn't, I didn't like, properly... Show you it was me when I when I gave you the the Dude, like I, <laughs> reunion hug. I like kind of attacked it, attacked you from the side, yeah. And, you, yeah. and I saw your defenses go up, man. And, and there was a moment oh, where was I was like, startling. "I'm He's dead." Yeah. I know. I thought it was a bear. Who's gonna rip him apart? No, dude. I was startled. Huh. And they gave us a name to say something. You know, give them. He says you're supposed to be allowed to hit that rideshare. I don't give. A f who the f is in the way? Nobody's supposed to be there but rideshares. Uh huh. Oh, I got it. A little bit, and I feel a lot better now. <laughs> <laughs> my father was a cop. I, all my friends are coppers. I would have got that guy in so much. It's a good thing for him. He backed off. Huh? I hope so because I'm still gonna call him. I got his badge number. I'm gonna call his commander. Him. They got the, the police stations right here. Wow. Chicago cops all think they took down Capone. Oh, yeah? yeah. <laughs> no, some of them are f***ing little f***ing weasels. They got a badge and think they can f***ing do anything they want, and they can't. The f***ing mayor told them to not f*** with the ride shares because the mayor's f***ing brother owns 51% of... Company name redacted. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow. Yeah. there it is. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. That's why I love this f***ing job, because... Huh. We don't get pulled over down doing any U-turns in the middle of Michigan Avenue. <laughs> I'm not bullshitting you. Do, do you have a sign or something that says you're redacted? Yeah, there's one right there, and I'm oh, yeah. the back okay. on the airplane. And then we also got the city thing there up there on the dashboard. Does that one glow in the back too? Yeah. 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 So they can see that real well. I actually was supposed to pick mine up. They had to order it. They got one that goes in the window here. The U and it. Uh, for when it's crowded downtown, yeah. they give you a color and it comes up on my thing so you know that's which ride share you're getting into. Yeah. Yeah, we had those in San Francisco. Shekels, do you redacted around a lot in uh, San Jose? Yeah. I mean, I'm on the bike, dude, but yeah, I, I definitely You're do. a bike guy? Are you like, like this is my lane, like same road, same ride, same rules guy? Um, I stay out of the way, dude. I, I don't wait for red lights, but I still... <laughs> I don't wait for the lights, other than that. Dude, we went to uh, New York City. Shekels spent the whole time stuck in a, in a non-working subway car. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, apparently those things break all the time. The subway cars? Yeah, I had no idea. In New York? Yeah. 
mean, I was on I was on four, and two of them broke. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty good. Dude, it's like Chicago, man. They never fix them, and when they do, redacted. They're like. Right on the radio, they say, you know, the, the radio guys that say, Redacted. Drivers all broken down at Montrose Avenue. We're like, what out? Nice. <laughs> Before, though, they used to bump, bump the price up, you know, surge it. Uh -huh. But we can't do that anymore. Like, mayor, oh, really? No, the mayor asked us to stop because it's kind of an emergency situation. Right. Okay. So gouging. As a favor to the mayor. Redacted. Said, no problems, but we want this, you know. We want to build a U-turns. Yeah. In the middle of Michigan Avenue. You, you laugh, but That's I have amazing. no laws downtown. I sit, <laughs> I sit, in front of, I sit, I pulled in front of a hotel the other day, parked, went in, had lunch, and came out, and I had no ticket on my car. That's nice. That's unbelievable. That's how it should be. That's how Chicago is. So hey, we're at Love Vita. This is the, I believe this is the smoke lounge where, where uh, JoJo and Fofo record sometimes. I'm just gonna tell the, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna tell the truth. Paint the picture. We're not, we're not disappointed with it. It just isn't what we expected. It's very small. Uh, I had to, we had, we had stopped at Starbucks on the way here. Jay did something very amazing, which was, or, order it real quick, rattle it off. Four shots of espresso over ice, uh, two to three ounce pour of heavy cream, heavy cream, two shots of sugar-free cinnamon dolce. So that's a $6 drink. If he orders it in that way, it comes to about three bucks. So uh, he's got that. We, I got this other thing where you start walking in the door and there's a sign that says gourmet coffee. So I ordered a, uh, a sad little latte and then I, I put the purple sleeve from the drink here and the black top from the drink here on my Starbucks drink. Oh my goodness. So, Love it. but it's so small in here. We're at like a little bar sitting and like every, yeah, our knees are, it's our. How about the, how about the sun on this bar bouncing off my face and my forehead? Right. So yeah, we're basically like sunbathing. We got, uh, there's nowhere to sit in here. And I'm wondering like tomorrow night is supposed to be like the big official smoke after the, the conf. How are they going to fit? How many you can fit in here? Like four people? If you open that, that back room, that, that like members-only room, you can fit another three? It's going to be shoulder-to-shoulder. Smoke? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm transform into like one of those mini houses. They're going to pull things away. It's going to get bigger. <laughs> yeah, like it rearranges yeah, all the... Like this giant arcade next to us? Yeah, there's a, a non-working, like weird 80s arcade thing, but it's, it's off and it's taken up. Ooh, you guys, should we just go hit up? Should we hit? I think there's somebody's somebody's drink over there. They're not there though. They're not there. You save your speed though. Yeah, that's nonsense though. I think he's not going to say to Johnny Shekels, "Hey, you get up, get out of my seat." This guy's going to take one look at him. He's going to swallow really hard and he's going to walk away. He's going to say, "Keep my beer." Here's my thought. Maybe tomorrow we don't come back here. Maybe we get tattoos instead. You know, the, the thing is, we had to come check it out. Right? Yeah. We're big fans of the show, big fans of this whole, we're all excited to be here. We had to come see it. So. And I, and I don't want to, you know, like if someone started ripping on my favorite smoke shop, I'd be a little defensive. We're not ripping on it. I'm just wondering how the logistics will work out tomorrow. That's what the question is. It's the providence of God, sovereignty of God. It's nice. going to work. I'll, I'll tell you how it's going to work. If it doesn't work. The way it's going to work is I'm going to be sitting in an air-conditioned tattoo chair getting tatted up with my <laughs> back. And we'll be talking about this. That's how it'll work.
But I'll tell you what, if I looked over and I saw Joe Thorne with the, the big beard and the 1689 hand tattoo, you might see me completely do a 180 on this place. I think it's the coolest place in the world. Yeah, exactly. I'd be like, oh, I've always wanted to be here, and it surpasses my expectations. See, no one's sitting in those seats. They're all saved with, with drink glasses. That's nice. And a little bag, a little bag that says, I love something. Pipes. Pipes. I love pipes. I love taking up space when I'm not there. <laughs> Must be a believer. No one better sit in my pew, but I'm not going to be there. <laughs> so we were talking about, we, we had them bring us to Starbucks, the Uber, and then we hoofed it. How long did it take? Ten minutes? Yeah. Eight. Eight, eight minute walk from uh, Starbucks to here. And uh, the whole time, all I could think of is if Ted was with us, he would have heard Judas Priest like nine <laughs> times. Like, yeah, sure, I'll run six miles, but I'm not going to walk in my cowboy boots, you know, for two minutes to get to the next. Funniest image. It is. Oh, man. Dude, they've got multiple cigar store Indians in here. Not very PC in this. uh... Talk about our cigars. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, me and uh, Mr. Shackles here are smoking Cruzados, and on the box is, like, wood-burned a Crusader's Cross, which for a couple of guys who have Crusader's Crosses tattooed on them that they got in the Rus where they met, that's that's providential. Yeah. yeah. Providential. That's Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> Dame, Dame? I was thinking maybe the prices themselves on the cigars included the tax, because those are also like much higher than I am accustomed to. You're paying for all the seating that they make available. Also, i got to take a leak, and I don't know that they have a bathroom in here. <laughs> Altogether, this is... Uh, I give it a C. You give it a C? You give it a C. It's, it's a nice setting. I like the fact that there's a coffee bar back here. I like, I like the setting. I wish, it, I wish there was no one here but us. Which it, is very typical of hipster hangouts. Uh-huh. It's true. I wish no one else was here right. but us. And there's because no I am. Right. Yeah, I, I wish no one was here because there's room for four people. Right. And there's 34 people here. Right. So, so what if so Thorne walks in? What's the grade? A minus? Thorne walks in, it goes, it goes strong B plus. Okay. Fofo behind him, it goes A minus. Okay. They, if don't, they, they say to us, hey, come on back to the back room and there's a seat for you, it goes A plus. Nice, comfy... And we got a, a box of Crusados. Yeah. Then we're A plus. A plus plus plus. I need to relight and I need to go like use their thing. <laughs> so hey, update. I better get a head bus. They just got bumped up to a B minus. There's a bathroom, but here's the weird thing. You see that back there behind there? You go down a hallway, and I would say I had to go a good 85 feet to get to the bathroom. So like. What's behind that? Like, what is there a like a hidden room that? Yes, that's for super VIPs. That's for just Joe Thorne and his. Compadres. Right. No, there's always there's always some guy who walks in from their church, and they're like, "Hey, bust that guy's balls!" And then there's no one else. Yeah. Yeah. So how do they record in here? Is it's not like this when they come here, obviously, but it's during the day on a weekday like it is right now. It's gotta be the private room. Well, yeah. we should ask. How many, how many podcasts do you think I have, Jay? Going? Yeah. Right now? Right now. Four. You're right. I have four. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is no joke. <laughs> do you? I do. 
That's amazing. I have four of them going. And I'm, I'm looking much, to cut back. How many? Clench, these go to 11. Gut check. What's the fourth? What's the fourth one? It's just my sermons, but it's an RSS feed. Uh, okay. All right. So, so weekly. I don't is that, just download this church. You do those on one, like, you try to get them in, like, two or three in, in a day. These go to 11, or you can do that the same day. We do that weekly because Nathan Bell does all the editing, so I don't have to touch that. And then uh, gut check, we do like monthly now. We try to do two a month. Well, Ted's got a couple of more too, right? Ted's got the happy rant. It's a good cigar. What do you think of the Cruzado? I think Razook would approve. Yeah, dude, I wish Razook was here. I bet he'd let us know. What was Razook's first name? Do you remember? Wasim. Wasim. He's we pull him Egyptian. Up? He's Let's amazing. Pull yeah, pull him up. Have you not seen him? Have you seen Wasim? No. You haven't, he hasn't seen Wasim? I've never heard say. of this man. Uh, what? what You've never name? heard of Wasim What is your Razoo? problem, you, How come Bartles? you listen to the Gut Check uh, podcast? Oh, the Israel apps. Did not listen to the Israel apps. I might have some pics. I have Hold some pics of us. Stop. I didn't Stop. Do it. What? This guy didn't listen to the Israel apps. Oh, my gosh. You, they're the funniest apps of everything. I didn't Dude, know I've that. listened to them at least. Me. Ted. This guy. Then I'm we just... got Jonathan, the pan-ethnic heartthrob going on the side. <laughs> A lot of nicknaming. Dude, that's all we did. Yeah. We, we rip on everyone nicknamed. on the whole trip. Cliff's over there dying laughing. It's hard to get Cliff to laugh. Cliff, yeah, Cliff's over Cliff's Cliff's talking in on the thing. It was yeah. great. The ladies come in sometimes and check. Dude, we had a crowd. We had a crowd. We had an it was together for gut check in in Jerusalem. <laughs> I might Which is better than Louisville, FYI. I'm since thirteen hundred. Since thirteen hundred. To two since thirteen hundred. I can't believe you this guy hasn't you haven't been through. This is all I would talk about. That's the outside of the. Well, I might have pics on this phone. Okay. I'm okay. To... Okay. So this is a tattoo guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've seen pictures. Christian since 1800. Okay. Yeah. Mr. Shekels just just uh, revealed something to me, and it's this: that uh, Razuk, Wasim Razuk. When we went in and said we wanted the word kavod, in Hebrew, kavod means uh, glory, weightiness. Actually, at, at its core, I mean, so so kind of like res- he, he says, well, it means respect, right? And, and it, did it seem to you like he'd ever tattooed the word kavod on anyone? No. He, he seemed very, almost confused. So, Wasim Razuk is a, a motorcycle, a biker. And he's got like a, like a biker group. He's in a Christian bike gang. That's amazing. A Coptic Christian bike gang. <laughs> yeah. And you said, you saw pictures of him and his boys with the word kavod tattooed on them. No, no it said respect. Oh, it just said respect in so English. Because we think it's cool to get Hebrew on us. And they think it's cool to get English on them. But does it make you a douche if you have English on you? Is that the question? If you have... <laughs> like that? All right. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, thank you. All right, so that went up a little bit more in here because we are... Worse my eyeballs. Right here. I'd say we're at, what, like a B now? Because they just let us close the... I don't know. I'm pretty comfortable now, although I wish I was in a big leather chair, not in like a stool at a. Like I feel like I should be eating some like Panda Express at the mall or something in this situation. So anyway, my thought had been: I thought they had, I thought they had kavod, and so that meant they had. He had been like, "Oh, okay, that's a cool tattoo. Let's all get it," but it just says respect. It was just so it's so funny because we go over there and we want like the original script and all the and then while we're there, him and all his boys want all the California English on them. It's like <laughs> really? it says, actually says respect, bra. <laughs> yeah, on there. Okay, well, I have, that's not the, the pick. Right, but that's his. But that's, page. His, that's his boys. That's the Christian bike. Yeah, yeah. Sons of Anarchy. Yes, Sons of Shalom. 
There he is on Santa's lap. That's nice. So everyone. <laughs> Look how big it is. Holy! He didn't have that. He didn't have that back then. I want to. I'm gonna go ahead and just call it. We inspired a huge tattoo on what is. Is that new? Largely considered one of the world's best tattoo artists. I think that's. I think he's got one of the coolest things going on. But it, but as far as that claim. Have you looked at other shops? And no, stuff? no. I say that only because the, the wood block. Take the no, wood blocks away. I, I say that because we? when you go into his shop, there are three magazine articles that are framed. Look, there's his buddy. It says yeah, respect. Yeah, it says respect. There's more than this. I saw a bunch. So it says it says uh, Wanderlust magazine, like the top five places to get tattoos in the world, and like number two. Was was and I'm sure it's not because he's like the most skilled, but yeah. because it's the most it's unique. Amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. So one of the most amazing uh, places to get tattooed. All right. All right, we're waiting on, we're waiting on pizza now, Chicago style, real Chicago's pizza. Welcome to Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. Is that how it goes? I guess. I don't know the sure. story. Is that how the thing you just said goes? Yeah, that's how it goes. What's his name? Tony Robbins. <laughs> no, the Rat Pack guy. Oh, that one. Uh, are... Start spreading the news. Chicago, yes. Chicago. What's his name? Frank Sinatra, come on. <laughs> Sinati. Quit being a Zach Holt. Quit being so snotty. Quit being such a Zach Holt. Dude, so we just heard some spectac preaching from... Doug Logan and Joe Thorne. And I thought Joe Thorne was better by a hair. And you'd be wrong. Because he doesn't have any hair. Because he doesn't have any hair. Yeah, it's not a popular opinion. Uh, dude, I think Thorne might, might have got it. I think they were both spectacular. Yeah. Dude, so you, what, what was your problem with, uh, what was your problem with Joe Thorne? I just think he's kind of a boring guy. That's that's not that's not a slight. You just you just you just have people you connect with and people you don't. Okay. That's too right. And whenever he talks, I you, get bored. you space out. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> was it was it because he was preaching things you already knew, like uh, the basics no. of sovereign grace and no? No, no. I, I couldn't put my finger on it. We can hear Johnny Shex taking a shower <laughs> now. So close to that. What was your favorite thing from Doug Logan? Uh, I, I, I really resonate with getting out and doing things and not just, and not just allowing, uh, like, you know, he talked about just allowing our love uh -huh. and then, you know, oh, you're bringing them the word and the love. Those are, you know, like I'm active with Endeavor House and stuff like that. And that's one thing they're really passionate about there, you know, the word and love. So yeah, we're uh -huh. trying to help these people get off of drugs. That's well and great, but you're doing it through the power of the word. Uh, did you, now here's the thing. If you're talking to a room full of these Calvinists, yeah. all look the same. <laughs> I tweeted that I was at Doc same. and Devo, and everyone here is Joe Thorne. They all smell the same. They all. <laughs> they have the musk of John Calvin. Yeah. And I, I almost thought like the the corrective needed here is to not bring the word without the love, rather than mm. to not bring the love without the word. Mm. But. In my context, mm -hmm. I thought, man, that's I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring that back to the church that I serve because, you know, it's easy to do. You know these great things, 
uh, Mercy Ministries in the name of Christ mm-hmm. and kind of assume that people will be like, oh, see that a church did it. A church did it, so yes. Jesus loves me, so, mm-hmm. and it plants a seed or something. But I thought this was a, a great kind of goose, little mm-hmm. goose for us to remember. It's not my love. That was, that was the best quote of the night. Yeah. So the best quote belonged to Doug Logan. It was, uh, the word is more powerful than my love. And then he went through like seven things that the word is more powerful than because seven's a perfect number. <laughs> I mean, it was, it, it was great. They were yeah. both on fire. Great, great first night to a conference. And I'm glad the messages seem to be really well received by a lot of people too. You know, it's not like you don't know what you're getting when you come to a conference yes. like this. Yeah, it's a known quantity. Yeah, and and I like how they started with the uh, the banter. What disappointed me a tad is that Jimmy never said you can't say these things, and Joe never said nobody cares about that. <laughs> I'm hoping that happens during like the panel discussion panel. or something. All right, so we're eating breakfast now, a little continental. This is how they eat it on the continent. And we are missing the first talk of the day, Jimmy Fowler on sanctification. Partially my fault, and I would say, I don't know if it's mostly my fault or not. I had crippling insomnia at about 3.40 or something. Jay got up, and I got up, and our old man middle-of-the-night peace schedules happened to coincide. And I was like, dude... If I'm asleep when you wake up, don't wake me, I'm, I, because I don't think I'm going to fall asleep at all. So uh, Jay and I woke up at 9. Alex was just down here. He was just like, I'm just going to sit here and see what happens. 7 a.m. my time. Yeah, thanks very much. 7.05, San Jose. Okay, yeah. 10 my time. <laughs> 10 o'clock if you're in Michigan. And... Now we're eating waffles. I, I'm eating waffles. These guys, I don't know. When I go to Continental Breakfast, if they have the pour-your-own-waffle thing, that's, that's what I do. Clearly, it's not... What, what, did, what did you do? I already did it. I got one of the Danishes. Dan- but did you waffle it? I did waffle it. You waffled a little bit? Wait, what did you have there, Jay? Giant plate of eggs and meat and some potatoes. That's how, that's how you... Maintain a physique like you with well, that's the, the international caveman, like rippling muscles and like like sinewy. Like, let me ask you something. <laughs> sinewy. Do you have the? Uh, do you have that that uh, that sexy V muscle down in the? It's coming back. Yeah, it's coming back. How do you tone that? Um, side bends. Side bath. Or maybe like crunches. Side V's. Yeah, those could work. Going back to the eighties, and then um, low carbs. Oh, as I eat my, as I eat my waffle, absolutely like drowned in syrup, like a four-year-old who is left alone at the waffle station accidentally. No, but what sucks is that Jimmy Fowler was the one that I was not, not that not that he himself, but that his topic was the one I was like, oh yeah, Holy Spirit and sanctification. So let's talk Holy Spirit and sanctification. Um, hey, you hold the mic. I got to finish my waffle. Let me ask you this: we we all know that. Justification is an uh, act of God, right? And God alone. Glorification is an act of God. An act meaning you just flip a switch, he flips a switch. Like, like, it's not partially done ever. It's not done, it's done. It's an act of God. Sanctification is a work of God. Slow. With us, slower than with most. <laughs> but 
do we have anything to do with it? Do I, can I slow it down? Or is it, is it a work of God alone? And, or, or can I just be an impediment to it? And do I have that power? And if it's a partially a work of man with God cooperating, do I somehow get some of the glory for that aspect of salvation? Go. It's a complicated one, right? Because you get, you get like Philippians, what is it, 2.13, right? It talks about he is the one that works the will uh, and the change in us. Uh, so that, that, adds, that adds a level of complication, right? Because you're not going to be able to work the will to change of your own accord. That needs to be God functioning first. Uh, so, Bible's getting pulled out. This is getting serious. I don't know if we can... Don't let me get served on your Bible. Oh, that's, <laughs> worst things have been on this Bible. This, this has gone through... Yeah. This has gone through, this has gone through a... A baby already, so we've got, we've got, we've like got. The baby ate it and pooped it out. Bombed no, it. no, like, 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 like Levi on the birthing table multiple times, and oh. yeah, yeah. So now it's a less holy Bible. No, it's in some battle scars. Yeah. Oh gosh. By the way, very excited that I got a gratis Spurgeon study Bible last Ooh. night. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I paid the student discount, so I got uh, a high five, I think. Um, but it was so funny that I kept talking about different things that I was having my eyeball on, and different members of the church, whoever they were, just kept handing me stuff. Oh, and then Alex kindly doesn't journal. I do, like a maniac. So he gave me his Spurgeon journal, and then I also got a book uh, by Mr. Doug Logan, just handed to me. That was kind of nice. Did you take the time to loudly complain that you don't have the Spurgeon study Bible? Because that could solve your problem. So my plan today is to come in late and then complain about the Spurgeon Study Bible till I get one. Uh, go in late and complain that I missed most of Jimmy's talk, and maybe I'll just start over. <laughs> I don't think he knows where he's going. I think he's flipping absolutely through the Bible. Hoping this will happen upon... I was just making sure that I quoted the right thing. Yeah, but it's Philippians 2.13. For it is God who works in you both the will and the work for his good pleasure. So how then do you work out your salvation with fear and trembling? Yeah, I mean, I mean, because it's, you talked about justification and glorification uh, and regeneration being, being completely uh, 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 monolithic, right? Completely, it's just, it's all him. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, 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 that's, that's what it is. Monologistic. Mono, mono like, it's like, like some corporate, like, thing, like, I don't want this, but Apple's like, no, you're being justified. <laughs> but, uh... <clears throat> But uh, I think that sanctification probably is synergistic. I feel like I feel like humans do have a responsibility after they're given a new heart to appropriately respond um, to God's commands, to God's way of living. Uh, uh, and I just think that I think that the the Spirit gives us a new well, uh, a new will in order to want to live the way that Jesus wants us to live. So, so you're, there's no way you could do it. You couldn't do it. Apart from the Spirit right. filling you, which is why we're supposed to be filled with the Holy Spirit, right? So, so apart we're not going to from... skip out on that one this time. <laughs> Since we already missed one. Since we already missed one. We missed one. Here, I got it. Man. I'll get the microphone nice and sticky. Spirit and filling. Let me, let me throw this your way, man. I've, I've, I've used this in preaching, and since you're not getting any preaching right now. And unlike Jimmy Fowler, I actually am an ordained minister. <laughs> got it. And not a candidate. Um... 
I, I had an epiphany one time with my son when he was about two to three. probably three. He's probably three. And he was way up on a jungle gym and Hans Booby. This is radio, not television. So I'm using my fingers to show how high he was, like little legs. And, uh, and I was holding his hand. Because he, he would go to this one playground and he'd be like, I want to get up on, on that. And he'd like, I, I would like hold his hand. He would walk up on the thing, walk back down on the thing. And um, I was like, dude, this is totally sanctification. Like if I let go for half a second, this kid is face planting in the wood chips. He's done. He's dead. Um, he's not dead, but in our case, we're dead. Like, like I mean, he, he'd be hurt. Yes. I mean, because I'm high. Um, if, but he feels like he's doing it with dad's help. But if anyone else were to look at it, they wouldn't be like, "Wow, what an incredibly athletic child you have!" Mm. I can't believe you can do that at age, you know, three. They'd be like, "Oh, that's sweet that this dad is doing this thing so that the son feels like he's helping." Mm. Uh, or like when early when a kid washes the dishes, quote unquote, when they're too young to do it. Like they're not doing it, but they're helping. It's for them that they're helping. And, and if we were to be able to help in our justification, it wouldn't help us because we wouldn't understand it was all of God's grace. If God were to be like, here, you play a little role just so you... But in our sanctification, now we're a new creation. And he's like holding our hand. And, you know, if you let go for half a... We ranch our hand away and face plant half the time. But so any, any role we have in it is, is purely God's grace. Just as much as justification is purely God's grace. It's just that he kind of lets us stumble along with him yeah and develop our muscles maybe Use our muscles yeah exactly I think I well, think that what do you think of that Shekels? I think that's fantastic I love that analogy alright I'm going to assume that was just as good as what we got from Jimmy let's call an Uber <laughs> okay so uh, Jay is otherwise detained at the moment Jay Jay's uh Somewhere else doing something else, and and so I wanted to ask you because I, I, at the airport I'd asked you what you thought you were going to encounter in, in uh, Johnny Shekels. Mm-hmm. Now, how has he lived up to that? Well, I was disappointed that there were no tanned leathers, uh, uh, but I mean he has blown me away. I am I'm in love with this man. All right, I'm going to tell you him you said that. that. You can. And, well, you have it on recording. Yeah, and we're going to share another uh, uh, hotel room again. You want to yes. like suss out what kind of love is this? This philia love, right? It's not gay love. That's what you're asking. <laughs> I, I wasn't asking that per se. Okay. Um, but you were getting around to it. Now, Jay's personality is very big. Like like the man himself. Yeah. Jay's voice is bigger than his personality even it's mm. very bombastic mm. his laugh is very infectious but have you had any concern that maybe we'll get back to the hotel and not be welcome there because um, of his laugh and and how late we were talking and, and, and loudly laughing at things into the night yeah maybe they've just you know popped our air mattress and left all of our stuff outside the door now that yeah. air mattress is kind of a, a emblem of how <laughs> kind of bad boy we are in like that a mascot because they said it's against fire code for us to bring a rollaway in so i went you know where i went to buy that right oh we went to walmart i went to walmart, we went to walmart. and i got the second best air mattress walmart had to offer in the twin size <laughs> and then i i brought it in it was self-inflating it, it basically makes it so that we would die if there was an emergency of course yeah and, and then we we inflated it up and then you I said, uh, Alex, why don't we call down and get another blanket and another t- uh, flat sheet, top sheet? 
And you said, nah, man. And you opened the closet yeah. and you pulled out like this ratty old, like, <laughs> extra blanket. And you're like, I'll just put this directly on myself. It wasn't even folded. It wasn't even folded. But then when you when you kind of stretched it over your form last night when you're about to go to sleep, uh, what did you say it smelled like? Like an old woman, like a dead old woman. A dead old woman. So, and then I, and then we kind of questioned why you knew what a dead old woman smelled like, and you explained why you did. Yeah. Um, so, did it, it didn't keep you awake? No, it was very peaceful. <laughs> as peaceful as the grave. It's like the old woman. Oh I'm sure she's at peace. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Straight from Eldehyde. That's <laughs> what that blanket smelled like. Can you think of any actual reason why that would be? Maybe it was used to uh, wrap a dead old woman. <laughs> or like, yeah, like when someone dies, so someone probably died in the bed, the bed Jay's sleeping in. And someone, just to be respectful, stretched that... Over her form. Again, I don't know that it was a, a woman or an old woman, but apparently you have kind of the nuances down. <laughs> I said, somebody died. Yeah. And, and then in the kind of grief and, and <laughs> confusion, they just they didn't even fold the blanket. No, they, they just kind of, it back up they shoved it back up, and they thought, we'll deal with that later. And then you pour it, you pull it over your own body. And, and I slept like a baby. Like the dead. Yeah, like the dead. <laughs> You're the only one, I yeah, think. Yeah, I, I, I think so, too. <laughs> so we were worried that it was going to be too crowded in here. What do you think, man? I'll give it a couple more people, I think. Like, a couple. This isn't as bad as I thought it would be. No. Like, crowded-wise. No. We're here at La Vida Cigar Shop again. Hey. He's outside talking to his lady. Ah. <laughs> Coffee? It better be. I asked for a decaf. That's a, that seems like a risky game. I'm rolling the dice here. Well, I don't know. I feel actually pretty good right now for having gotten four and a half hours of sleep at yeah. most. I felt so bad. How's that? I just, I, sat, I just felt so bad. You ever get insomnia? I have really bad insomnia. It's actually. the worst, man. Once with me, once it starts, it is just like self. Oh. Fulfilling prophecy. I'll go on like a month long stretch of like insomnia periods where I'll sleep for, you know, like I'll, I'll, I'll get to sleep at like four in the morning and then like I'll have to be up at like, at like seven or eight or like nine or something. Yikes. And like the next night, same deal, same That's, deal, same deal. I, what, what I'll do the night after or something like that is just over medicate myself. I take the stuff that gets the caffeine out. I take the melatonin. I, I tip back a little. NyQuil makes this stuff called Z-Quil. And then I'll take like a Benadryl, you know, and I'll go to bed at like 7. And then I'll wake up at like 8 the next morning. I'll normally like drink more than I normally would. Like, and that normally, like alcohol. Oh, okay. And that'll normally like really put me out. Huh. Yeah. That stuff makes me very sleepy. <laughs> That's why I don't like it. I'm into stimulants, not uh, depressants. Well, you're just talking about loading yourself up on depressants. Yeah, yeah. If you need to sleep. Uh, if I need to yeah. sleep, I would, yeah. I would, I would drink alcohol if it would make me sleep. But well, I think that, that that sounds like a bad, it's like a bad cycle to get into like unless it's very rare. Yeah. yeah. Jay's still on the phone. Want to go out for a while? It's loud in here. Okay. Hey, my man. Dude, you got a coffee? Yeah, it's decaf, I think. Ooh. 
Are we gonna roll? Are we gonna, are we gonna roll like this? Yeah, dude. I don't. I don't know what the prospect is of getting any uh, like comment from uh, Joe Joe Thorne in there. He's like he's the prettiest girl with the ball. I think he does the whole conference so that he'll have like he'll have people to talk to. hours and hours of being like in demand. Demand. Oh, yeah. Demand and demand. Capones. Ugh. The guy got super offended when I asked him if these were uh, clovish. Absolutely not. Those are pure tobacco tipped in cognac. <laughs> in fact, get out of here. <laughs> I almost, almost threw me out of the window. Was he mafia? Yeah, almost maybe. threw me out the window. <laughs> Zach says he's all doughy. You're starting to look like a Hindu. Well, that wasn't him. <laughs> Zach's like, we didn't meet that guy. So the reference is... For those listening oh, at home. recording. Ooh. Well, you think I was holding this mic just to be an idiot? Yeah. You look good, I thought. <laughs> you look good. Oh, like by the it. way, Thug Judson's Thug here. Thug Judson. Judson is in the house, yeah. yeah. Is it Thug's Judson or Thug? I think it's just Thug Judson. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I Judson, do comma, Thug, you know. But uh, <laughs> we, had a, we had an Uber driver who tried to convince us that the mafia mm-hmm. was running this cigar shop and that there was indeed a, quote, Hindu who had tried not to pay for a cigar and was henceforth thrown, thrown through the plate glass window, window of the shop. Of the shop. <laughs> And learn and and but here's the thing. He originally said he even got his arms broken, and then later on the story didn't involve any arms breaking. So no, it just involved a, a thousand then... dollar window being fixed <laughs> by the owner. So in order to, to get back the his like, eleven bucks. <laughs> we then we then brought up that we we made a less than positive remark about the smoke shop, and we were told, yeah, the Facebook. mafia will get us. The mafia will find will you. Will yeah. get us. Oh, you posted on Facebook. I oh, wouldn't do it that. Was right on Facebook. I wouldn't right do to that. Joe. Actually, Joe You're may be the mafia man. connection. <laughs> you, gotta think about it. you gotta change the name either to Thug Judson or Judson Memorial. Dude, no, that's how they'll the find me. Plates. That's how you they'll find me. The... Dude, listen though. Okay. One time, I like how there's gonna be the, the repetitive sound of, of Johnny Shekels spitting. <laughs> that's I'll great. Keep it in. I'll keep it, oh, man. But, I'll keep it in. You could edit that, right? Nah, I mean, I could, but I won't. But, <laughs> but uh, Joe, one time when we had him on the, the Gut Check podcast, Ted had been out shooting. And I was like, what were you shooting? And he was like, ah, 22. And I kind of like busted his chops a little bit for shooting a 22. And Joe goes, no, no, man, that's the, that's the best thing to, to kill someone with. Because a 22, man, that'll just go inside your skull and just rattle around and bounce all around in your brain and you're done. And we were just both really quiet for a minute after yeah, that. Like, for real. Ooh, so so did, you see this, did you see this graphic where I, I uh, took the picture of Joe with his hand, like the 1689 hand, and I put it like an enormous like Desert Eagle, like, like no. .50 caliber. Oh my gosh, I gotta show you. I gotta show you. Well, just to, just want to tell you, if you're willing to aromatics, you should really, you should at least pack the pipe probably like an hour, hour and a half before you're going to smoke it. That's way too much work. That's what I'm saying. Dude, I want a bike. You gotta let, it's windy. You gotta it's cold. Let that, you don't want to be smoking a pipe. You Every, I'm telling you how, how my, my life is. I don't relax in some great environment. I suck oh, I it down you, and get my own little time. Oh, they said that you kick back. Um, the reality is I usually have to get out of the house and I'll do an hour of homework at the cigar shop mm-hmm. by myself to get outside well, and get away. Well, you have a corn cob, right? I have a corn cob, but I yeah. also have the other one. So but yeah, you, when I you get... Can, you can pre-pack one. I couldn't pack it and then put it in my backpack and ride on my bike. It's just too much work. Okay. I mean, I appreciate it. I just don't. I really like it. I take huge rips off of it and it makes me cough huge and I rips. love it. I like it. Rips like, it. I do. I get that thing all it's fired like up. Oh, oh, oh. It sounds like he's vaping. Dude, the whole do you thing. have a mod on it at all? <laughs> What's that? Like an extra that guy, battery? 
They got a touch screen. Yes, that she has the tattoo artist had a, a, a vaping rig. You pointed up there with a, with a touch screen. So like you're you're getting you're you're setting up your tattoo, and I give Alex one of these really surreptitious like yeah like like little nudges, and I like point with my head at this thing. It's it's like. It was like something out of the Jetsons, man. That's awesome. It, it wasn't awesome. No. My, that's my not heart, awesome. My heart uh, is awesome. <laughs> my heart instantaneously went into like one of the Psalms. And it's, just, <laughs> and it's just like, oh Lord, why do you abandon your people? Like, wow. Yeah. Or, or to Ecclesiastes would also justice. be good. Yeah. Justice so, upon... Just, so wait wait until he's done with our tats before you... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why I want to go was, first. I had a feeling things were going to go well between us and Rich. They did, though. Rich no, was they did. Guy. They did. You're right. I think he's just probably pretty good. So you kind of have that, eh, I, I, I can get you guys in, but don't put me too far out uh-huh. by doing it, right? I'll do you guys a favor. I don't know. Wow. Whatever. He got paid. You know, he got what we wanted. Sort let me, of. Yours let me. is sick, though, dude. So here, here's a little uh, behind the scenes on my tat. I wanted. I had it. I have for my <laughs> my Dispy days. Ooh, Dispy dispensation. Oh, okay. Dispy days. Nineteen ninety six. I got a uh, a Star of David with a cross in the middle. Classic. Uh, from the basement of a store called Music Expresso. It is uh, long since shut down by the federal uh, authorities. And uh, he went to. Uh, I, I, what I wanted to do was dress it up. Little Elf and Omega at the top, kind of interlocking the top triangular section, and then the. <laughs> The uh, Spirit in the Church logo from this conference, which was a dove underneath, kind of also interlocked, and uh, he took one look at it and said, this thing is two inches off center on your arm, and this is going to look ridiculous if I make it any bigger. So I had to kind of compromise and just got the dove. But, eh. we look We looked at the original uh, stamp. You weren't too happy. No. Because the whole thing looked completely like you twisted your arm skin. <laughs> and he was showing us the, the midline. Yeah. I mean, I believed him. It just kind of looked... You guys all nodded along. Well, I and, figure he knows what he's talking about. And here's, like, my personality when I went to the other room because there somehow couldn't be a mirror in that room. <laughs> Every room. They couldn't afford a mirror <laughs> yeah. in there. So he's like, go into a different room and look at it. And I went and looked at it, and, like, my personality is such where I almost just said, that looks terrible, but, eh. <laughs> Do it anyways. He, he had already erased it once and like redone the transfer paper, and so I was like, ah, no, nah, I'm just gonna have him do the bottom part, which I didn't look off. So there it yeah. is. All right, so we got to talk about something kind of important, kind of serious, <clears throat> kind of uh, a, a vital part of this trip, which has been the second time we were at um, the what was it called? River's Edge. <laughs> oh. We we encountered someone who, in many ways, also. She, she not with words like that original Uber driver, but with persona and vibe and kind of everything else. The energy she was kicking out summed up for us. This is this is what Chicago is like as well. Um, you know who I'm talking about. I she do. had a very special jacket on. Oh, not, not, <laughs> oh right, yeah. not right away. No, it like that was getting, the that was the cherry on top. Oh, it kept getting better. So uh, who wants to? And, and and I don't want to mock this person at all. I can't talk then. <laughs> oh, it's all Alex. This is give it to the Pope police over here. Dude. Okay. It takes it takes well it takes courage to be her. First of all. <laughs> so let's so let's let's start with that. But you're dealing. You with... You noticed her and you pointed her out. So oh, are we, are I we noticed her. Can, can I do the description? Uh, you yeah, because we're radio. So I know. We need to explain. Hans, Hans. booby booby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> explain away. Okay, so we're, we're going about five two, jet black hair with bla- with black extensions. 
<laughs> and have you ever seen anyone that's gone to a, a, a tanning salon way too much, then got spray tanned, like, then got like dipped, in, then got dipped in chili? Okay, I said my piece. Okay, it's like she dove into a pool of chili and came out of it. Very, <laughs> wow. very, very orange. So I don't want to bra- mock this brown. person. Okay, I, I don't want to mock this person. But this is all in love. This is all in love. I was the one who didn't want to mock her. Shekels didn't have any. <laughs> but. But but what we noticed before anything was that that she was kind of holding court, like not unlike oh. at, at first glance, it was not unlike how Jimmy Fowler's right behind me in La Vida with like oh, nine people around yes. him, like yeah. hanging on his every word. Only if you looked closer with her, she was working as hard as she could to keep her court in place, and, and no it, one wanted it. She was no losing them by the moment. Mm-hmm. How how was she keeping them around though? Those that she. Forcefully, it was a. Phys- <laughs> she would grab them. No, it was physically she would, handling. Yeah, she she grabbed belts. them. They're by their waists. These suitors, these men. Suitors. <laughs> suitors. All their wives are the restroom. And or she'd something. pull them. She'd pull them in, and and when she'd pull one in, the others would back up towards the. <laughs> yeah, back. I would have been pushing as Alex though, in the middle. As though, as though into the they hot were circle. offering that one as the sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible and real. Like 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 if you imagine. <laughs> This imagine. is real time Chicago. Right? <laughs> yeah, welcome. If you imagine, like, like in the middle of Africa, kind of like a savanna, and you're at the watering <laughs> hole, and you can see that one of them's going to get eaten, and they're all backing up. You can see this because they've accepted. Like the zebras have kind of an agreement. It's going to be like it's going to be this guy over here. Tom's yeah. going. Tom's in. going. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and 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 it was like they needed <clears throat> booze to keep dealing with the situation because they were all vested with the other women around her. Uh-huh, okay. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. So they that wanted to be in the area. She was riding the wave. Yes. Ooh. But again... I, I, I mostly just noticed the eye makeup, Is any, which was like... Well, let's talk about the haircut. Hold on a minute. Before uh, we t- you mean hair extensions, or...? Well, I mean, like, the troll doll haircut, mm. where it was, like, one piece of hair that, like, came together and fell down her back. Was it, like, a single dreadlock? It was... <clears throat> it was sort of like a Kiss concert from 1983. <laughs> But if you, if that's you when shaved, she perfected it. If you Probably. shaved, well, judging by the jacket, which we'll get to. Okay, that was. Oh, buddy. We, we wouldn't even be talking about this if it weren't <laughs> the for the jacket. jacket because uh, we looked at each other. Standing ovation. <laughs> we looked at each other, and there was a magical moment where we all kind of stopped. Have you ever we seen? We agreed. Three people can't really lock eyes with each other, but it happened. <laughs> it each did, one uh, had an eye. That's real. No, that's real. It was a triangle. Everything stopped. <laughs> and for, and for a it second. was so. It was so universally. It was so so universally understood that the trip had been made. Yeah, like it was worth coming here for that. The the, the bookend that that was to finish our sentence of Chicago. I would have paid the same amount of money, total that I did. (laughs) Forget the conference. For the man that greeted us at the airport. Uh Uh-huh. F-bomb McGillicuddy. Yes, yes. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome to Chicago. Yeah. Oh, you're a minister? I don't smoke no more. Yeah. Oh, lost 40 pounds, don't smoke no yeah. more. Oh, okay. Then, Good for you. Then this woman, if you just Still got me them with two, diabetes. if you got me them two in a room together, that'd be it. Uh, oh, I do you know they're not together? That'd oh, be it. Goodness. I'd okay, pay, tell me I'd about the jacket. 300 plus. Tell me about the jacket. I, I feel ill-equipped. I think I noticed it first, so I, I, will, she, I will talk okay, about okay. it. Because what happened was Alex was like, <laughs> Alex made, you know like the involuntary <laughs> sad sound? It was so sad. Alex, Alex made like because he noticed everyone was finally had broken away, and she realized it and she accepted it. She was leaving, and she was gonna about to leave. And Alex goes, "Aww." Like, like he was he was locked into the story, and and <sighs> she was the protagonist, yeah. and he was in. Yeah. 
Yeah, man, this cigar is dry. Like for for paying like three times what I usually pay for a cigar. Uh, a lot of shekels. So, <laughs> <laughs> Good grief! I'm glad to be in your company again, Johnny. That's a lot, a lot of, of shekels. So, so she's about to leave, and and then. You know, she would, had been wearing something that had no sleeves and no shoulders. I, it was oh, it's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was white, which I really think helped the, the helped. orange skin. <laughs> yeah, it was almost like an orange coffee bean. Yeah, like imagine Trump in like an all-white suit. With no shoulders. And how much his skin would really... Mm, yeah. Mm, that's money. it. And then throw some uh, throw a black horsetail <laughs> all the way down to the back of your that's knees. That's it. So, it was a horsetail. So she's about to leave, and, and I hear the sad sound, so I look back, and I, and I notice... If nothing else, I was closer, so the photons hit my retinas first. <laughs> she pulls on this, this jacket. This thing's like... Why does he just pull it on? This thing's the men help her. Yes! As though, oh. they're, as though they're, they're really... They're, the, the end is in sight. They finished the good fight. Or as though they're, they're, ready. they're her attendants. And she is indeed I thought for a second she was Elvis. For one second. There was no rhinestones, though. What there was was kind of painted, painted down the sleeves, like... Floral like pattern. There yeah, were glitter, glitter gems. Paint. Glitter gems. Okay. Yeah. But, Around the, the. But that was nothing. Mm. <laughs> Not in comparison to what was on the jacket. The jewel to this jacket, <laughs> yeah. which was the jewel to this woman, Her which was the jewel of you Chicago. Will. Her prince, if you will. If you, I to will. The queen. Yeah. Was that there was an airbrushed um, uh, portrait <laughs> on the back of a, a likeness of one artist formerly while well, he was alive known as Prince. Oh, yes. And it said, <clears throat> R.I.P. Prince with the... <laughs> it was a death jacket! It was, it was a death jacket! Oh, my goodness. Like, in remembrance of all <laughs> that you've done for my life, <laughs> look what I've come to. I'm in a I'm in a bar with a pig head and a jackalope on the wall. The pig head, but their pig head was tasteful because... It was, uh, it was tasteful. Because well, it, it had sunglasses on. It was all done tasteful. But the, the picture went from base of the neck Base of the skull all the way down. This wasn't just a little pick. It went all the way down to the back for knee. Oh, Huge. yes. The jacket. Huge. Was massive. Well, she was wrapped in a blanket with, with <laughs> Prince's face on it. With and the point being that when she put that on, <laughs> something special happened. Something beautiful happened. Yes. yes. It, the, the music like went down <laughs> in, the, in the restaurant. I felt like everyone enjoyed their food a little more. And well, and God blessed the moment. Okay, I all think, right. I think I think that's what that was. It was I, a blessing. I felt nothing but positive vibes. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I didn't feel like a nasty, like I'm laughing at a human. I felt like this woman is exactly what she wants to be, and that's beautiful. The moxie it takes, the courage to be herself. Yes, and that was it. And I don't. If anything, I was laughing at myself <laughs> <laughs> because wow. I'm a joke. In comparison to her, <laughs> right? This is amazing. Because, because out of all the uh, <coughs> pop rock heroes I've ever had, I would never get a death jacket. So that, so then I looked at Zach very seriously oh. and asked, "Could there even be a better picture? Is it possible?" And what'd you say? No. I think I said, I, I said nothing. We said, said nothing no. better could happen. No, never. Nothing than better. her putting on that jacket. Never. And yes. that moment. I was trying to. that yeah. magic moment. The, the suffering of the world uh, could end and it would not. Yeah. It would not. And, and I feel like I almost, I almost said, guys, <laughs> let's go back to the hotel. Let's, let's cash it in. That's a night. Call that's it. That's a night. That's, that's a trip. <laughs> Call that's it. That's the only high yeah. I need. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. 
I need to go sit in the room and think about what I just saw and, and embrace and, <laughs> and meditate. think about my own life. Ponder. Yeah. Think yeah. about what can I do to, to be cut, more to like have a woman. fraction of a percentage of the moxie it takes yes. to wrap myself in a, in a prince, prince death jacket. jacket. <laughs> With like tour dates or something on it. Like, over I think the top he of the it. shoulder. I think it might have been signed. It might have been signed. So it was a life jacket That's, turned death jacket. <laughs> turned death jacket. Yeah, that, that spanned his whole life. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was like a prophecy. Wow. Guys, now, Prince has been gone for a while, so I think it's okay to do this. I never understood the whole Prince thing. Like, I always thought that all of his songs wow. sounded like garbage that you'd hear on, like, the Light Rock station. I never got it when people were like... I mean, like, I like Party Like It's 1999, sure. I like that one that was on Batman a little bit, only because it was on Batman. Other than that, everything was just like... I'm like, what? what? Why? Who cares? Except... Now I understand. Now I get it. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the beat of her heart. <laughs> but instead of wearing it on her sleeve, it took up her whole back. Oh, man. So true. <laughs> well put. That's what it's like in Chicago. <laughs> That's what it's like in Chicago. <laughs> Are y'all podcasts? Yes. Yeah. They're real podcasts. He's... Are you really? Are you? What podcast uh, is that one? It's called A Lie. It's called A Lie. <laughs> well, it's already a crowded, uh, you know, uh, field. So our, our podcast theme is making your podcast feel small and weak since 2014. <laughs> Not really. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It is. That's, nice. what, that's what it says. That's the gut check one. We had, we had uh, Joe on one time. And we wanted to talk about persona and like how he crafted his with his beard and his <laughs> tattoos and everything. And he was like, I didn't. And then we were like, oh, now do we talk about it? And he wanted, he wanted up telling us how to murder a man with a 22 caliber pistol. Great so, detail. Yeah, great detail. So, but, but more importantly, we have Pastor Doug Logan, Weapon X. Anyone call you that? Never. Oh, that's a nerd reference. Wolverine. His real name is Logan, and then no, nothing. All right, fine. I'm following that. Yeah, then Weapon, Weapon X, X is the, his, was his code name when oh, he was being trained by the by the Canadian government. Uh, okay, that so little X Men reference. We were already talking about you earlier. Yes. I asked these guys what their favorite moment was, and uh, yeah. both of the both of theirs were came, came from your teaching. So we don't even want to talk to. It's not that Joe's inaccessible in there, yeah. and you and you came out. We don't want to talk to him. <laughs> if, if he came out here and begged us, we wouldn't. Yeah. No problem. No problem. No Come inside. Now. When did you find out you were headlining this puppy? Oh, it's been a minute, man. He, They called me. Of course, Jimmy came to my house, hung out with me and Camden, and we did a podcast. Now, listen, I didn't even know the thing was recording, so we were just, I was just talking to my friend. Did, did he not have a microphone? It was just sort of... We had it set up, but he says, let's just test out and see how it goes. <laughs> Sneaky. And then before long, it was recorded, and he's like, we're done. I was like, well, are we going to run it now? He says, no, nah, we're done, bro. <laughs> and, um, Quick and painless, like stitches. <clears throat> but we have, yeah, so it was, it was really just a conversation with my bro. And um, so, yeah, that's, so after that, um, they called me and says, man, we want to get you off of speaking on the Holy Spirit. I said, okay, you sure? <laughs> And yeah, so yeah, man. So I said, cool. You know, it's Jimmy and Joe. Love them dudes. They love Jesus. They love the gospel, and they love me. So it was an easy yes. Okay. 
They love Jesus, the gospel, and me. The heading out, bro. All right, bro. You gotta edit that part. No, no. This guy here, that, that him heading out is kind of the He's climax. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's good. good. It's good. good. It's the most, it's the least Just formal thing in the world. Bro. Okay. It's not formal at all. Appreciate you so much, man. I'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. How long have you been in uh, Camden, New Jersey, planning church? Since 2011. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And and now you said that was the like the murder capital of America. Yes. See, I, I'm from Michigan, and I thought Flint was, and followed by Detroit. So we beat them most every year. Oh my gosh! So we're all three, wow. We're always in the top five: uh-huh. Camden, Flint, and Detroit. Mm. This is something I start. My, my church, I'm a pastor. My church is in a uh, transitioning urban neighborhood. And I hear stories about people who walk up to somebody on the street. Go ahead, keep talking, bro. We good. No, 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 no. I'm just pounding up my people. If you can't find that picture, tweet me and I'll send you one. I absolutely will. I don't know how to tweet you, though. You're just a lady at the conference. (laughs) It's at lady at the conference. That's all it is. That's the actual handle. Okay, cool. Okay, I tweeted you this past week and asked you what your favorite reformer was and you ignored me. Oh, oh, I'm not a Twitter guy. So I'm, just go back. My assistant, that one. my assistant does Twitter for me. I'm the worst. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Dude, you're keeping this in. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Oh, my assistant does no Twitter worries. for me. No, this is good. I didn't know you guys were recording iPod. No, you got it. No apology needed. It's all staying. Praise God for you, Pastor. Find me somehow on Twitter. And I'll send you a picture if you can't find it. I don't want no problem. I'm very scared of you right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Jeez. I don't remember what I was saying. Uh, Oh, yeah, right. You're talking about Lansing. So so walking up to a a group of people on the street, like my thought is, if, if something shady is happening and I go up and say like, hey, I don't know if you know about our church, but... I want to tell you about Jesus that I'm just going to get shivved. Mm. What, do I need to just get over that and just do it? I think we got to do that with wisdom. But yes, that's kind of how we do it. Uh-huh. Um, now, you have to build a level of relational capital by love, investment, and presence. Uh-huh. If not, you're just a narc. <laughs> right, so, right. Um, but... Have you been loving in that community? Have you been serving in that community? Have you been building a relationship with that community that will give you the relational capital to go up and say that? So basically like priming with love and then coming in and painting with the gospel? No. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I was, I was a, that was a trap. Yeah. Well, we, you know, we, we clothe a lot of people in my church, uh, 40,000 kids now mm-hmm. that can't afford clothes. The parents can come in and take them. But it's hard to connect that with me Walking up to you and saying, you know, let me tell you about Jesus. I don't know. It, well, then we need to change the strategy. Okay. So if clothing is blocking you from making disciples, then you're not living out the Great Commission. Yeah. So then maybe we need to clothe less and share more. And not consider clothing that many people win if we don't have a strategy in place to be able to build relationship, develop, and talk. Now, you're not going to be able to be able to build a relationship with all of those people. But we've got to make an attempt to connect the love of the gospel, the love we have for them, with relationship and discipleship in some way. Because uh-huh. the Great Commission is not to go and give clothes, but it's to go and make disciples. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know, I had always kind of thought of kind of earning the right to, to proclaim the gospel with some of this stuff, and you challenged that kind of t- this weekend. And um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I got to think. I got to I got to think through some of this stuff again. Yeah. Um. Remember, God, missional living is messy. You get hated, cursed out, as a part of the process. You're in good company, Paul and Jesus. Right? Yeah. 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 Take that curse out to the head. Take that thread of your life to your head. You'll be all right. Jesus is sovereign. He loves you. We don't do that foolishly. We do that wisely. But we don't do that scarily either. We do it expectantly because the gospel we preach is big. The salvation we we talk about is huge. It's life-changing. Mm -hmm. And it's worth the risk. You took a risk when you tried to date your wife before she was your wife. Because, you, you know... Maybe your breath was thinking and you hadn't shaved right and you were looking rugged, but somehow she still married you. And so it was worth the risk because love was at stake. Yeah. Wow. Relationship was at stake. So you took a chance. You did corny stuff, fun stuff, flowers and everything. Well, the mission of the gospel is going, taking a chance with people who may reject you, but it's worth it because their life could be changed and transformed in the process of that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Jeez. Let me ask you this. You're not preaching tomorrow, are you? I is. Because you sound like your voice is wrecked from, uh, like, five, like, fiery sermons in the course of two days. It is wrecked. And I'm praying that the Holy Ghost will send me some some honey lemon and tea. Shuka, <laughs> shuka, 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 all over my throat. And so I can preach at um, Redeemer with Joe and Jimmy. You know, they saying... Joe, Joe, and Fofo, and Lolo. And I'm Lolo. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm excited to go to Redeemer. And we're going to be up in that Luke series, Luke 9. And so the 12 called, calling the 12 the hard way. And, um, man, this is our picture to be underwhelmed. So when I think about that Luke 9 tomorrow, man, this is the calling and the sending of the 12 into sheeps, into wolves den yeah this is my greatest inspiration to pastor in the urban context mm. remember Jesus gets baptized and right after his baptism the stamp of the father he's led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness or cast out in one, in one gospel right yeah. yeah and you need to know the Trinity didn't have an emergency meeting when he went <laughs> yeah. out there and so but we don't need an emergency meeting the spirit led him there the spirit didn't trick him there. The spirit didn't lure him there to set him up. The spirit sent him there to show off his beauty and to and to show that his authority and the power of the gospel through the Holy Ghost is more powerful than the powers and the forces of the streets in the world. And he walked away unscathed because he was indwelt with the Holy Spirit, powered by the Holy Spirit, seeking to please God. And that's what we are as pastors. We walk into cities filled with the Holy Spirit, armed with the Word of God, seeking to bring glory to God and see many and any run in and be smacked with grace that they might scream out, what must I do to be saved? Uh -huh. So we're doing the same thing Jesus did. Um, I know. You know, in the Reformed world, bro, we got we got Pauline soteriology. We got the wackest ecclesiology. Mm -hmm. So we don't got Paul's not ecclesiology, missiology. How come we got Pauline's ecclesi we got Pauline's theology, but not his missiology? Paul went to the roughest places and took beatdowns and Derby and Lystra. Yeah, yeah. But we don't do that. But we want to argue 
See, in Christ, when Paul said in Ephesians, you know, in Colossians, he talks about the beauty and the blessing of Jesus as the invisible God. Well, how come we don't take that to the block, to the dangerous places, and believe that same gospel for the block? And so, I don't think I'm a special Christian because I go to the hood. I think I'm a regular Christian. Yeah. As a, as a, as a continuation, my, myself. Well, no, I mean that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm so appreciative of how, how everything was handled. You know that it wasn't all slander. And like you know, we've talked about several times how I feel like where the where like the strange fire conferences and stuff like that have their place. How damaging, you know, it can be to relations amongst people. Uh, when when suddenly when I get like in with like my reformed brethren, that is what needs to start being talked about, you know, and and it's almost like that's the most important thing that's now talked about. Is I mean, oh, see now, not now, now, and then and then you you draw and you paint these people uh, into these lines. We're just kind of a continuationist. Now I'm running around the room doing this, doing that, and that's just who you are, and you're a reformed guy. So you're the frozen chosen, which means that you moving around on a stage and this and that, that ain't welcome. You, know? <laughs> you need to be right behind the pulpit, glued to it. You know, uh, it just isn't helpful. Uh, so, so I was really thankful for that, personally. Yeah, man. I mean, theologically, continuationist and cessationist is within orthodoxy. Not essentials. <clears throat> Second, like. What do we do with my father who couldn't read mm. and wouldn't know the difference from cessationist to continuationist? Are we challenging his Christianity because he couldn't read? Mm. But if he trusts in Jesus with his whole heart, yeah. seeks to live and glorify and live unto faith and good works, repentance and faith, turn into Jesus, seeking to walk out the gospel by faith, never heard of John Calvin. The only Martin Luther he heard of is named King. Is he in, not in heaven? He is in heaven. And he couldn't read. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So therefore, how much more gracious ought we to be to brothers who disagree with us theologically, but don't move away from salvation by faith alone, in Christ alone, by grace alone? How much more? So, when those divisions happen, we we speak against. So Matthew 9 says, the harvest is plenty, the labors are few. There is no way I'm turning away a guy because he's a continuationist. The harvest is plenty, the labors are few. I'm not going to draw those distinctions. Can I tell you this? I watched The Walking Dead. I like The Walking Dead. Uh-huh. During The Walking Dead, are there Baptists and Presbyterians? <laughs> no. Why? We are spoiled brats because we have the liberty of those categories. Without the liberty of those categories, in The Walking Dead, they'll take anybody who's not trying to kill them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. Which is why overseas in China or wherever church is persecuted, the, there's just Christians yeah. that are, yeah. Yeah. Like, You're not going to go over the next minefield. And, and can I say this? A bunch church. of Presbyterians, if they said they're killing Presbyterians, become Reformed Baptists. 
bunch of Reformed Baptists. They said he killed a Reformed Baptist. So gonna be yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so therefore, man, we got to figure out why would we, how do we get the right as pastors to preach a gospel to tell them that eschatological hope or end time hope is is a diverse unity centered around Jesus when we can't even work with people who love Jesus when the diverse unity is only centered around the agreement of our theology and we wonder why people won't come to our church we're not even friends with our friends mm. <laughs> why would we introduce a broken marriage family into our family when we are arguing about if prophecy in tongues continues or if it doesn't we ain't showed them that they should want to be a part of us because we ain't friends. Mm. But let me tell you a family I would love to join. One that had disagreements but loved one another. One that weren't the same but loved one another. I like those kind of families. So when we go to the block, the block and unbelievers, we would argue that they are hopeless separated from God on their way to hell, right? So what are we saying we're asking them to come be a part of? Our argument or our family where we we don't fight over goofy stuff. Uh-huh. We love people, not as in we have a, a unity that's in oneness, not sameness. We have a unity that's gathered around Jesus, not around our theological preferences, our political preferences, our racial preferences, but centered around the Lord Yeshua, Hamashiach, the Messiah Jesus, who um kind of has the right to tell us <laughs> how we live, who we love through this gospel message that we proclaim. Because we don't preach ourselves, but we preach Christ. And if we're going to truly die to ourselves, well then Republicans get used to hanging with Democrats. <laughs> Democrats get used to hanging with Republicans. Pentecostals get used to hanging with Baptists. Baptists get used to hanging with Presbyterians. But that's not our picture. We want to be in a room with only people who agree with us. And can I tell you, that ain't no fun. Mm. Mm. And that ain't what the kingdom looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Have you gotten, haven't been doing this since, uh, in that setting since 2011, have you seen guys then who came to faith early on and have been brought up into ministry roles, leadership roles in the church that, that you would never have guessed when you first met them that would have happened? Yeah, I, and I'm working on a book now called Building from the Broken, Leadership Development in Urban Context. So, man, listen, I'm from the hood. If you're in the hood and you're doing a legal business without going to jail, running illegal employees without going to jail, <clears throat> First and foremost, I want to call that a sin and wrong. How much greater would that be if you had the Holy Ghost? You've been running an illegal drug business. What could you do with the Savior? Yeah, yeah. And so, those dudes get stuff done when they're unsaved. Imagine what happens when they're empowered with the Holy Spirit. We're arguing about theology 
and 20 people are saved and they already have four men's breakfasts before we figure out the name of the ministry. (laughs) (laughs) And so I think that it's going to take us to die to ourselves actually in order to move along in ministry across the world. But in the categories when we can continue to partition ourselves off into factions and tribes and act as if there's going to be sections in heaven, we're kidding ourselves if we really believe that this is the heart of Jesus. Kidding ourselves. And the onlooking, unbelieving world is looking at us like you guys are just divided as you as much as divided as Democrats and Republicans, as MSNBC and Fox News. I'm not interested. So I think of that section in was it like First Thessalonians one, right? Where like Paul talks about because of the Thessalonians' love for one another and 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 their their devotion to the gospel even amongst suffering, that that by the time the apostles reached other towns, they didn't even need to say anything because the people had already changed the way in which they were living because of the way that other people around were living. They were already loving each other, you know. Uh, that's such, that's that's such a powerful thought to think that you know evangelism does get easier in that sense when we're doing what we need to do, you know, with each other. And I, I think that's I think that's interesting uh, in Lansing too, right? Because we have so many churches in Lansing, so many churches, and it seems like there's always a church plant, or you know, some, someone's some new church is opening or somewhere, and then <clears throat> uh, 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 there's. There's like, there's like no cooperation between the church, you know, because you're not the right denomination or, or even the right like subsect of my denomination, right? I'm garb, you're ABC. So, so we can't have, you know, interrelations between our churches. Uh-huh. Hey, uh, thank you for pointing me to Jesus. Brother, thank you for receiving me as a brother <laughs> with no conditions. Hey, there is no conditions. Amen. Amen. In Christ, we are free. Amen. Your and your hair is perfect. <laughs> right amount of product, baby. <laughs> I'm a barber also, so thank you for living. You said you were a barber. Twelve years yeah, in the barber yeah, shop. Yeah, I've been over thirty. So, okay, yeah. you old, bro. <laughs> I'm, very old. I'm very old. You're old. No, no, but yeah, in yeah, the yeah. pulpit so, on the street. <laughs> yes, I'm not gonna let you cut my hair because I don't trust you. <laughs> that's awesome. No, you no, that Thessalonian passage is is real and it's raw. I think that the language that I hear in the New Testament is as was their custom. That means there was a culture of good gospel ministry happening. And the writers don't even don't even be bothered with explaining how it happened. As was their custom, like there was a culture in their church where they loved them. You know what I'm saying? And so we have to build missional culture, accessible culture for all people groups. Um, yeah, we. I mean, we got to be able to shift gears at any moment. In Acts 29, we use the language of missional innovation, cultural innovation. Why? Because the demographic is always changing, man. Listen, planting a church is like trying to wash a car while it's riding down the highway. 
and I'm in the other car on the other side trying to hose it and wash it at the mm. same time. It's it's crazy, right? And so when we lock and load on a so-called dynamic, then we lack our Issacharian reality. The sons of Issachar understood the times and they knew what they should do. We, we got to be Issacharian in our church plan. So a church plan in one year could look one way, and in three years, a pastor could be out and he might have to bring in a Latino guy, and he might have to go further out to the suburb to continue to do what he was doing and being successful there. Or do we stay in that church and just ride it till the wheels fall off? No. Because the goal is not to plan a church. The goal is to reach people with the gospel and whatever vehicle God uses, right? So church planning has become a goal, and that was never a goal of Paul. The goal of Paul was to see many and any meet Jesus and encounter the risen Christ. And so if that's the goal, then we're not, we don't care to shift gears and shift up because we're trying to live out the Great Commission. And in the Great Commission, church planning is a vehicle which God uses for us to do that. But the Great Commission is the commission, right? Church planning wasn't commission. Church planning was a vehicle God used to live that out. And so when we die on the hill of church planting and not on the hill of, of seeing people meet Jesus, then we have the cart before the horse and we're missing out on the great opportunities of what it takes to see um, the least, the last, and the lost have a repetitive gospel message preached to them and to see them come to Christ and be converted. I mean, people who've never planted a church have led people to Christ, right? So we're not church plant centered, we're Christ centered. <laughs> so church planting is a vehicle we use to live out the commission, to live out the great witness, Acts 1-8, to live out the great commission, Matthew 28. That's what we're trying to do. That's what we're trying to do. Can I tell you, Jesus never planted a church. <laughs> and, and I'm not saying Jesus is telling us not to plant churches. I believe in the local church, and I believe that's where it happens. But I love Acts because... It starts off the things Jesus began to do and to teach. He's given it to us to continue. That's why we call ourselves Acts 29. We're the continuation of what Jesus began it's continuation to do and to teach. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't. And, uh, and um, yeah, so man. So yeah, bro, like, what did Jesus do? He was empowered by the Holy Spirit, preached and called people to himself. From the word of God, loved people who hated him, died in our place, a filthy death on a rugged cross, popped up from the grave like popcorn. He murdered death so death couldn't murder us. He rose again with all power, did many infallible proofs, plural, and man ascended into heaven, seated on the right hand of God, and, um, and is with us to the end of the age that we might be his ambassadors his representatives in this earth the only hope for humanity is the gospel we preach thank you very much man appreciate that man you've had to preach all night really right <laughs> they didn't bring me in here to smoke they brought me in to preach <laughs> <clears throat> not that you're not smoking, but yeah. <laughs> I may or may not have been smoking. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
good stuff. All right, brothers. Yeah, thank you so much. It is cold. It's all cold yeah. out here. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I got this little cheesy jacket on and a t-shirt. <laughs> Thanks Appreciate again, you guys, Pastor. man. Thank Thanks, you so man. much. Please Appreciate edit me up. Don't get me fired. You got it. <laughs> Oh man, that was awesome. Yeah, that was great. Here's my thought. Okay. I don't know how well we got the thing with, I was asking him about Camden and that stuff. But like, I was thinking about the lady with the, with the prince jacket. <laughs> no joke. Like, like, she didn't care what anyone would think about the prince jacket. She was wearing it. She was she wearing proud it. Proud to wear it. She was absolutely. She was wearing the heck out of that thing. And like when she put it on, it was like with a flourish, <laughs> and, and and it came up and boom, and it was like like uh, she had. She did not care that we were going to see it and that we were going to uh, expound upon it. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of what he was saying about the, about the gospel. Yeah. Like, that's been that's been why uh, I don't know how much. If you guys have done any work with with Endeavor House, like obviously you've heard about it, uh-huh. so yeah, people there, I haven't no. Yeah, it's it's that's one of the best ministries I think located in Lansing, because because it's 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 hand in hand drug recovery, you uh-huh. know, it's a, it's a house, sixteen guys living in it, you know, so it's so it's hand in hand drug recovery, but it's also assigning them a mentor just from around the local area, and they don't do those denominational things. They sit down and they give you that quiz and they say, hey, what's this this, this you know? Uh-huh. They kind of say. Hey, do you believe in Christ? You know, and then and then okay, well you're signed up. You're signed up with this guy. You meet with him once a week, you know, and you just kind of talk him through life. Mm. And it's and it's and it's that hand in hand, you know, you know, they're going to AA meetings and they're doing this and they're they're learning how to clean up their life and they're going back to school and they're getting jobs and they're living at the house for free. But also, you know, you know, they're required to be at church, serving at that church, you know. They have like four or five Bible studies that they're required to do while they're there. Uh-huh. Meet with meet with Sweet. a mentor. But you gotta you gotta get the Bible study material from somewhere. So, I mean, you can't ever do these things in the totally, hallway totally. Of, of mere Christianity without mm-hmm. any specifics. Yes. The other yeah. thing I'm thinking is, and I, I mean, everyone's gonna tend to want to justify the way they've been doing things for a dozen years. Like, I don't think I could go to Endeavor House and be somebody's guy. I've never done drugs. Um, you haven't either. I've, okay, I've, I mean, I've Jay, had that problem. Jay could do it but I'm, and know, say, but "I've been where you are." It's it's that's powerful. Well, well, it's it's. I would love that opportunity. They're talking like they're not so much talking about you know <clears throat> doing the drugs. They're talking about you know you know like being with the person, hanging out with the person, and then like in like kind of like a mutual growth area. Because right, I've never I've never you know you know broken into you know you know abandoned houses in Lansing and stuff like that and held up there but like one of the one of the things and and this was at uh, one of the Olivet meetings one one of the guys from the Endeavor house was there and uh, and he was a graduate of the program and he said and he said that uh, the worst part about going to churches for him is he doesn't feel like he could be honest uh-huh. with his with his actual testimony and, ha- and and have them treat him like a regular person because they'd be so focused on the drugs and the past that no way you're going to let that guy near the nursery right yeah two yeah. years ago this guy was shooting up meth you know you, you just doing meth shooting up in you shoot up in meth? a broken I don't think you shoot up yeah, meth you but oh, okay. you get to a point you snort it then you smoke it heroin and the last the last piece of any drug is uh, injecting it directly yeah. okay the guy I work with is a is a is a is was, <clears> was, a, was a was a cocaine and uh, alcohol abuse 
Uh-huh. Uh, and and but this guy said that he doesn't feel like he can go to a lot of churches and be honest with people because because either one they're gonna want to make a pet project out of him, you know. Okay. Soon as soon as you're like, oh no 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 no, you don't bother serving here. You just kind of be the poster boy for the church, the perfect regenerate Christian, right? Because uh-huh. you just have a cooler. Uh, yeah, the great testimony. That's, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. gold. That's yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's a weird paradox of simultaneously like gold and also makes us really nervous. So I feel I feel that. Yeah, exactly. Time. Exactly. I feel that right now. Mm-hmm. It's the same. Maybe not the exact How same. How can you be? But it's like yeah. people want to focus on me and my issues. And well, how bad is Jay's week been? Is he exactly. back on back on the booze or the drugs? And it's like so I don't. People don't. And I gladly share it. One of the things of getting sober that's so important for all these guys, I can guarantee it, is honesty. And when you don't feel that you can have that, there's a huge breakdown. And so, like, it sucks because I don't get it back from men. I give it, but don't get it back. Right. Like, how have you struggled this week? You know? And guys don't want to share that. They just want to know how, if I beat my wife or, you know, not that I ever... But it's like, well, Jay's loud. His issues are a lot louder. So I've just run into that a lot, where it's like, guys, you know, I'll be at a church for six months. I'm a regenerate Christian, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's exactly. like I, I'll be at a place for like six months or something, and I, I don't know any of the guy. They know all sorts of stuff about me, or yes. I don't know. So it's it yeah. is kind of tough, you know. And I freak people out. I, I have. I mean, I feel like I'm in a decent spot now, but it's the same. Those guys don't share with me. They just they have questions, which is great. I feel I feel accountability with that. Like, hey man, how's the heart and mind? That, that's for me. That stuff's great because it's tough and it, and it keeps me honest. But the, but I don't get any reciprocation. So it's like, well, hmm, because I'm in such a different, I'm put in such a different uh, area of sin, I think. Like, dude, you're sinning. Exactly. Because I've been yep. to prison, I've been yep. to jail many times. I've spent six months, three months, two months, I spent a good amount of time in jail, taught, taught you know, Nazis how to read and stuff. I mean, I have a t- terrible dude, but they don't know what to do with that, except for kind of put me in my own category. So, exactly. so, so it's not the same. I mean, I, I don't know how it really can be, uh, even. I don't know. I mean, I would love an opportunity to sit down with those guys because the, the, they don't you know, trust anybody. I mean, these guys coming out of the deal, exactly. the identification yeah. is powerful to say, hey, dude, uh, you know, let me, t- let me tell you how I was feeling uh, when I was in jail and I found some coke. You know what I mean? And not a lot of people can, can get to that level of darkness, which is disgusting. But then the Bible, the hope that I was getting was that, you know, when I was reading in, the, in God's word about how you will use this stuff. It doesn't say specifics, but like life experiences and things don't have to be this big dark. Oh, I don't even. I don't want to go to a new church and not tell them who I am because I am redeemed in Christ and I can use that for His glory. It's exactly what kind of Doug was saying with uh, drug dealers and how motivated they are. Well, turn that to the light, and you got six men's ministries in a week, or you know, I mean, it it is. It's a tough thing. It's definitely tough all the way around. Because so many, it's such a, addiction is such a powerful thing. And yes, God is sovereign. But at the end of the day, it takes out way more than it lets out, right? The, the Holy Spirit acts or whatever happens or doesn't. How come I'm sober now? And I, I was, I, I, I had a Bible, I was weeping into a Bible on the ground, not even on my knees, laying on the ground for years, begging God. And at nothing. I couldn't stop. And, and so people that have never been there, 
just say, oh, well, then you weren't saved, or whatever they say, which is garbage. And I, I was saved. Do you know what I mean? And I, God led me through what he led me through. But at the same time, you know, David, David's all alone too. I mean, maybe he'll switch, his, he'll switch it up in three verses or something, but where are you, man? I'm, you know, years of me just begging and weeping, and I, I couldn't. It's, it's a physical, you know, it's rooted in the heart and the mind or whatever, but then it's, I physically couldn't stop. So it's very suicidal, always is. Real addicts are very suicidal because I can't stop and I can't keep going. What do you do? Well, God can take it. And then people are praying over me and three, two, one, go and take this now. It's <laughs> yeah. a demon of alcohol. You know, it's garbage. But, it, but, but it's like, well, God, I'm not dead. I, I can't believe I'm not dead. But, and then things have changed, though. But why? Why? I mean, I don't know. Some of this stuff is weird. And I don't know why things have been lifted from me in the last year. Right. But you, you it's not like I just started these... praying or something. You know what right. I mean? Like, this is 10 years old for me. And begging God, where I, I know I'm saved, I know I'm yours, and I can't stop. It's like, well, I, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but but addicts get it, you know. And that's I don't. There's not. We don't have these opportunities where I live, yeah. in churches or anywhere of of because there's so many men, and that's why when I uh, you know when I sent those when I when I got into these guys a little bit for all their alcohol glorification, what did the lead pastor say to me immediately? He said, uh, "There's five addicts in my church, and they're all fine." Nope, that's not right. There's way more than five. And a girl hit me back within um, two minutes. I'm in your church. I'm not fine. I'm an addict. You know what I mean? Well, okay. And I'm not trying to bang on anybody, but we don't. It's, it's a huge problem that's not dealt with, right? I mean, doctors, I mean, the high end guys that wear suits and make tons of money, there's a lot of drugs in that too. Can be. I'm not saying everyone that's successful is on drugs, but it's just, it's, it's amazing that, you know, to be, for me to be honest, does scare people. A lot, and then it, you know, and it shuts them down. Right, because because we draw these differences between certain sins. Right, you get a you get a guy in there who's who's absolutely hooked on pornography, right? But that's just a regular old sin, you know. Oh, everyone everyone has problems with lust. That's okay. Mm-hmm. You're you know, you're kind of welcome mm-hmm. here. It's bad, you know, but if you're fine, you're fine. Pat you on the back. Yeah. You know, we we all struggle with this. We all struggle Unless with your that. marriage implodes and it becomes visible, then <laughs> yeah. then, then it's an issue. Whoa, True. Yeah, 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 then it's loud. Yeah, it's an issue. Yeah. yeah. Then it becomes loud. But then, but then when you get these other guys who you know, like I can be straight up and honest about porn or something like that, but I cannot be straight up and honest about drug addiction because that's gonna label me and push me out into a whole different kind of Christian or person, you know. And now again, I mean, I'm either poster voice like you're talking about. Everyone wants to talk about me, and no one's talk about themselves, you know. Right. Because because I'm their trophy. Right. Christian, the you know, trophy saved guy. I'm the Paul, you know, the very worst of sinners. Uh, but you like, you have these sins that are just perfectly and utterly just okay, and, right. and that's all right. And then we'll, because we'll allow that guy in into the congregation. Well, they're not we'll as messy. Exactly. He, Doug keeps using the word messy, and exactly. they're, just, they're just not as messy. Mm-hmm. And, until it gets to the level Zach was talking about, mm-hmm. until marriages start to implode, and then those people usually get cast out, anyways. Or I mean, not always, but they get totally the church. Or, you know, and I don't know. It's not okay to be living in sin. It's not. It, yeah, that's but, what's exactly it, right? It's not okay to be living in sin. And if I'm going to give you a hard time about about, about drug addiction and this and that, I'm going to be just as hard. With myself. Tell them how your marriage is different. Tell them how your children are different. Tell them how you have a heavenly hope. Tell them how you know that this country is crazy, but your king is still on the throne. You tell them that. Stop telling them who you're not. Stop telling them, yeah, but that church, they crazy. Don't spend time with that. Tell them about the indwelling power of Jesus. 
Tell them about how you're struggling to be filled every day, all the time. Tell them about how your life and your affections have changed. And don't just tell them, show them when you open the door for your wife at the Uber. Show them at the restaurant when you pull out a chair, man. Show them in your ministry. Don't get up there and beat people up with your, with your congregational meetings, trying to beat them up from the pulpit. Get up there and tell them 